This is an IELTS Energy Podcast, episode 481. Don't give a nightmare answer about neighborhoods. You are listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. We believe in connection, not perfection. And we're here to show you how to get the score that you need on your next IELTS exam. Find out why our strategies are the most powerful in the IELTS world and get your free video masterclass at allearsenglish.com forward slash I-N-S-I-D-E-R. Now let's get to the show. Today you'll learn incredibly native and natural vocabulary to use when describing a neighborhood for that seven and higher on your next IELTS speaking exam. Hey Jessica, how's it going? Fantastic. I just took a little walk around your neighborhood. Oh, did you like that walk? It's such a beautiful day outside to go for a walk. Oh, It is amazing here. I came from Portland and it was cold and rainy and like I'm wearing like full on winter jackets and stuff already. And I'm like sitting here in a t-shirt. It's amazing. (laughs) I know. And it's rare that that happens, that you would go from the West Coast to the East Coast and that it would be nicer. (laughs) I know. But (laughs) everyone I told that I was coming to Boston, they're like, now? Won't it be like (laughs) rainy and like bad weather? I was like, no. Nope, it's supposed to be gorgeous. So, no, we got lucky. So, guys, if you're not sure what we're talking about, we won't talk about it too much right now. But we, Jessica, is here for the second Boston adventure. Go to allearsenglish.com forward slash Boston to find out about the next one. Yeah, going to be awesome, super fun. Okay. Um. So as I was walking around, I thought, you know. I don't think we've done like specific vocabulary just for neighborhoods. I know that I've done YouTube videos about like, like focused on like a building or a city, right? But, and we can mix in some of that vocab, but not Mm -hmm. specifically about neighborhoods. But guys, if you do want that vocabulary for cities and uh, buildings, come back to the blog, ielts.allearsenglish.com. This is episode 481. So I will link to those as well. Good. I love it. I love it when uh, real life inspires a good episode. Yeah. So you were just walking in the neighborhood and guys, that's what, you know, on the IELTS exam, that's what they're looking for. The examiners are looking for real English, your ability to really speak realistically. And that's where these ideas come from. Exactly. It's being natural, right? Like not robotic and manufactured. The the more natural you sound or seem or even feel, because that goes a long way too, like your level of comfort comes through in how you're communicating. So the closer you get to any sort of natural feeling in your communication, that's where you mm-hmm. get to that seven or higher for uh, for speaking. And in all, that goes for all categories, fluency, yeah. grammar, vocab, <laughs> all of it. Nice. I love it. I love it. So let's dive into it then, Jessica. What do we have for our listeners today then? Some specific vocabulary words, yeah? Well, the first word that came to mind, that's why I wanted to do this episode because I was walking around and I was thinking like, you know, you sort of expect, you hear like 
Boston, and it sounds like a gritty city. Like, that's the sort of <laughs> maybe it's just the movies I've watched or something, but really, like, oh. your neighborhood is, is quaint. It's really cute. <laughs> yeah, it's a really cute neighborhood, and that's why I've stayed here for seven years. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's great. I mean, my neighborhood is in Cambridge, which is, I mean, technically it's not Boston, but it is Boston. It's the same place. I mean, Boston is right over the bridge, it's connected to the subway. It's similar oh. to like, Brooklyn and Manhattan. It's it's not the same because Brooklyn is New York City. Anyways, <laughs> basically we're 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 basically in Boston, but we're in Cambridge. So there's a bit of academia here. You know, Harvard and MIT kind of influenced the, right. the the area. Yeah, and that's mm-hmm. heavy too. I mean, I saw uh, it's like a nice mix between um, like <laughs> I feel like it's a mix between San Francisco, Portland, and New York. I feel like all three sort of vibes I could witness here. Like, yeah. I saw Saw a dude in like a really nice suit riding mm-hmm, a fold up mm-hmm. bike with like another guy just wearing like a grubby sweater. So like <laughs> one of them is from Portland and one of them is from New York. And then I saw, you know what I mean? Like it's oh, this complete mix. Yeah. I think it's all the academia because you really draw yeah. like a bunch of sort of quirky type folks. <laughs> yeah. We draw a lot of transplants too. I mean, people kind of pass through Boston in a way, you know, they come here for school, right? Because obviously, uh, Harvard and MIT aren't the only schools here. There are like tons of schools in the city of Boston. And so people kind of pass through the city, but they're often from a different place. They come for four years or two years or three years or whatever it is. So yeah, you get different types of people. So there's a nice word for that to describe that sort of uh, phenomenon would be transient Right. I think yeah. that might have come mm-hmm. up recently as a, a, a sort of a negative connotation when we were talking about mm-hmm. um, travel. But in this case, it's a positive because that means that you have a like a mix of exciting cultures and it's dynamic. It's always changing. Yeah. No, I like that. So the people here are a little bit transient. You know, we have a transient atmosphere. Yeah. Guys, there is, I mean, we wrote down some words that we wanted to teach you today, of course. I mean, we're prepared, but there have been so many cool phrases that have come up just as we're discussing this. And guys, just to remind you, like, why is this important? Why are we talking about this? Um, There are a lot of questions in speaking part one and part two that ask you to describe places. Could be your hometown, the city you're living now, somewhere you went on vacation, um, your home, your neighborhood, you know, like there are a lot of places on the test, um, especially speaking part one and part two, in which this vocab would be um, prime to get you that seven or higher. Yeah, I love that idea. So good. I love how travel inspires, also how travel inspires new ideas too. Yeah. At the same time. So good. Totally. So good. <laughs> okay, cool. We, sh- okay. we should have recorded when you came to Portland last year. We I think we were too busy though. <laughs> yeah, we were busy filming the video course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So another word that struck me when I was looking at some of these old like sort of Victorian structures is the word gilded. Um, so mm. this is a really nice adjective when the outside of the of a house has like mm, specific like extra decoration. Like there's extra ornamentation to decorate the outside of the house. Guys, I'll choose a picture for this blog post that shows you exactly what I mean. <laughs> um, you, you could Google it, but gilded is a, that's a lovely word. It's, and I think it's kind of rare. 
Yeah, it's a good word. That's a good word. I'm learning a lot on this show too myself. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you do you notice like a difference in the architecture here versus uh, Portland? You know, um, I was I was trying to figure that out because I, I went to get some coffee. I walked a couple extra bo- blocks just so I can <laughs> walk in the sunshine. Um, yeah, and you know. There are a lot of spots where it feels the same because there are a lot of uh, old houses in Portland. Like that's basically yeah. all Portland is, is a bunch of old houses. Um, but mm. the old houses in your neighborhood are mixed in with these like other brick structures. And then there's like, there's more concrete than you would find in a Portland neighborhood as well. So yours uh-huh. is definitely, it definitely has a different vibe. I would say the Portland neighborhoods are more homogenous. It's more okay. like samey and yours is a nice mix. Uh-huh. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Mm. All right. Good. So that's good. So gilded. Gilded. I like that word. So very, I feel like if our listeners were to use this word on the speaking test, it would raise some eyebrows in a good way. Oh, for in a sure. Good way. Yeah. Oh, the examiner yeah. would be super impressed. Same <laughs> Same if you use the word homogenous and you pronounced it correctly, because I think a lot of native speakers even say that word wrong. Um, it's a good word. Um, also, like, so... Where I'm from, right? It's a, it's a cycling, it's a cyclist paradise. You know, Mm -hmm. it is just so easy to get around by bike. Do you, would you say Boston is the same? Uh, I'd say we're trying to get there like a lot. The problem is a lot of people bike, but the, the drivers aren't always that great with bikers. We have, we have a fair number of like biker, like bikers being hit. Um, oh, so no. the city's trying to, yeah, the city's trying to get better at making bike lanes and they have recently added a lot of bike lanes, cool. but we still have a lot of work to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, so would, if it's not a cyclist paradise, would you go so far as to say it's a cyclist nightmare? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far to say that because I think people do cycle here, do cycle here. It's not, a, I'd say it's a pedestrian's paradise though, because- yes. Boston, I mean, you can, unlike New York, you, you can walk pretty much, you, you can walk a lot of the city quickly. I mean, it's, yeah. it's, not, it's a smaller city than New York, right? So yeah. it's very walkable. It's a walking city, which I love. Well, I, well, when my mom and I visited New York when I was like 16 or 17, she mm-hmm. made us walk. I say she made us. I was like a pouty teenager and it was snowing and I was cold, (laughs) but she refused to get a taxi. And we like, I feel like we walked the whole length of Manhattan. We walked for like hours. (laughs) Oh, totally. New York, you totally can walk. New York is definitely a walking city. I guess Boston is just a little bit smaller and it feels a little like I can tell you that walking in Boston feels less overwhelming and intense because walking in New York, I mean, Michelle will tell you that, right? She says she gets walkers rage because there are just so many people on the sidewalk and people coming at you on their phones. It's just out of control. And Boston just feels a little more spacious, a little more calm. It's it definitely feels more spacious. It definitely feels more comfortable than that. Even more comfortable than uh, San Francisco. San Francisco is like way jam packed. Very, Mm. um, Mm. what's the word I want? Compact, you know? Um, Mm. And yeah, this is definitely more spacious. Guys, there's so much good vocab coming out. I'm going to put all of it in the blog post. Don't worry. So this idea of saying like a, a cyclist nightmare or a pedestrian paradise, this is, this goes towards that strategy we've talked about sometimes of going to extremes. Um, cause we yeah. love to do that in English. <laughs> 
<laughs> we do. <laughs> That's true, actually. That's funny. <laughs> and one of our students, oh, I love him. One of our students um, was employing this strategy in our speaking practice a couple days ago. And like, yeah. it was great. He did it so well because I, I, I asked him about like snacks or food. And he was saying like, this was the best sandwich I've had in my whole life. And I was like, oh, you're using the strategy. <laughs> like I got so excited. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. I love that idea. So do we have any other words that we want to share with our listeners then? Um, you know, that's all I thought of. So quaint, yeah. gilded, um, paradise, nightmare. But then we've talked about transient, homogenous. Yeah. We've talked about so spacious. much good vocab. So mm-hmm. yep. yeah, no, spacious too. Yeah, really mm-hmm. good stuff, guys. So, you know, walk around your neighborhood and get a sense of how you would describe it. So you're ready for these questions. I feel like if these are questions that are going to come up in speaking part one or two, especially one, then we need to set the tone in a positive way for ourselves for totally. the speaking test. You know what would be great? Guys, if you could come back to the blog post, as I said, this is episode 481, com. Write down all the adjectives we talked about and then take a walk around your neighborhood and circle the ones that apply and write down why they apply. Like, where do you see this? Why do you think this applies to your neighborhood? And then when you get back home, practice talking for two minutes. Use all of these ideas in this new vocab. Yeah, I love that idea, guys. Take action on this episode. You know, do what we're talking about here so that you'll really be ready. It's not enough just to passively listen to this episode, right? You got to take action, make it part of your vocabulary. Exactly. Being a passive learner will will get you nowhere on IELTS. This is just the first step. I mean, listening to the podcast, making that decision, making that choice is fantastic, but it doesn't have to stop here, right? Yes. Do this activity like we've recommended. And then the next step after that is to really commit yourself and get into our course so you get all the strategies in an organized way. You're not just jumping from one skill to another or one topic to another. Exactly. And and the key to like keeping your mind clear for learning is feeling organized. Like yeah. I can't learn if I don't feel organized. If I feel like my information is all over the place, I cannot clear my mind to no, learn. No, we can't. Well, we can't work if we're not organized. Nothing would get done. No, and I mean, no. like, as many work tasks as you have, I think our IELTS learners have that many tasks as far as the skills, the vocab, the test practice, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. So oh, how yeah. could you tackle that without an organized plan? That's impossible. <laughs> impossible. Impossible. So guys, the place to go to get that, to check out our awesome testimonials, our success stories, go to allearsenglish.com forward slash K-E-Y-S and just have a look at what's happened with other students' scores, right? You don't have to yeah. take our word for it. You could see the results right there with the stories. Totally. Yep. And more coming every day. (laughs) Yeah, you got it. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Very cool, Jessica. Well, thanks for hanging out here in Boston today. My pleasure. We're going to go have a happy hour tonight. I'm stoked. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Let's do it. All right. Take care. See you next time. Bye, Lindsay. All right. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to the IELTS Energy Podcast from All Ears English. And if you want to get tips from Lindsay and Jessica every week on how to get a seven on your next IELTS exam, be sure to subscribe to our podcast on your computer or on your smartphone. Thanks again and see you soon.